Welcome, everyone, to the Black Prospector Show. I'm your host, the Black Prospector. What up, though? Where we're going to be talking about men, Black men, being fit, getting freedom over 40. And today, heavens are Murgatroyd, I am joined by my man, MT. He is joining us today as we are going to kick it about Kevin Samuels. What up, Mark? How you doing, man? What's going on, man? It's been a minute. It has been. And just when we get ready to start, now you, you're one of us breaking up with our Bluetooth. About this dude. I'm sorry, say that again. All right. I was going to say, just as we get ready to start, now the the internet started chopping up. All right. You're back. I think that might be on my end, but I'm saying I'm glad we able to, to discuss this a little bit because obviously we've talked a lot just on, you know, phone apps and this, it'd be really cool because I really wanted to talk about this. Yes, yes. And just so the audience knows, you know, I, I did a show actually last week because it has been now one week since Kevin Samuels has passed away. Now, just for those who, you know, for my white prospectors out there that might be checking out the show it may not necessarily be completely up on on what's happening in black culture uh or even for those who may just not have been following because i know one of my boys i actually interviewed on shameless plug every black man has a story my interview with my boy jeff jeff had never heard of kevin samuel so uh i think it's still yeah i mean some folks haven't heard of ks so um just to give a complete or a, a real quick backdrop on who kevin samuels was Kevin Samuels really ended up taking, I'll say, the the black community by storm by doing a video that went viral. And Kevin Samuels himself admitted that it came about at the right time. Everyone was sitting at home on lockdowns during the virus. I don't know. Can we even say the word now on YouTube? I still don't know if it's okay. Um, So during that virus, when we were all locked in our homes and he had a video where here it was, this guy had had his channel up, I think, for about five years, if not more. And on his channel, he always talked about things such as fashion, grooming, and he really talked heavily about men in his early years. But over the last, probably at that time, over probably the last year, he started actually talking about relationships directly to women. And the whole premise of what he was always saying is if, as a woman, you want a woman who he defined, uh, if you want a man that he defined as a high value man, that may be a man that makes six figures, that's a man that has a high class lifestyle, then in a man that's certainly in shape. Uh, and I'll just go back to the six sixes. I think you and I talked about some shows ago, you know, and this came from a woman, six inches in the pants, making six figures, a 600 horsepower car, a six pack abs, and I'm forgetting a couple other ones, but at least six months out of the relationship was one. And if anything, Kevin Samuels was kind of building on that, just saying, look, ladies, if you want that kind of man, you need to be that kind of woman. And so he started picking women apart. They called the show saying, hey, yes, Kevin, I want that kind of man. And so he would just start asking, "Okay, so are you that kind of woman? And he would ask them questions like, "Okay, so, you know, obviously you want a man with a six pack. So what's your dress size? And, you know, needless to say, you know, you don't ask a woman her dress size. And you know, then they would talk about age. And he would talk about uh, if a woman wants a man that has six inches, at least in his pants, then he would ask questions simply, you know, how many kids do you have? How many different baby fathers do you have? Are you with the baby's father now? And, you know, and so he asked the very questions that no one dared to ask women over all of these years. And so 
it took the black community by storm. And he had a video that went viral called Average at Best, where he told a woman who, and she wasn't a bad looking woman at all, but again, she was a woman that seemed to have a desire for a man that looked a certain way. And he told her, are you serious? You're average at best. And that clip just went viral and everybody started tuning into this guy. And so for the last two years, he has been the talk of the town and really on a rocket ship uh, in terms of media appearances and getting out there. And then last week, suddenly, right after making what ended up being his final video, he passed away, cardiac arrest. Now, I'm just going to, you can find out the details of, of what happened, um, but there are some things that we do know that have to be mentioned because there were a lot of rumors that, that were floating around out there. People said he died broke. Uh, anyone with some common sense would know that Kevin Samuels did not die broke. Uh, matter of fact, friends of him said that he had turned down a $10 million deal. So the money that he was making on YouTube with his following, the brother was not broke. Number two, uh, people said, well, he died alone. He didn't die alone. Actually, he had a beautiful woman in his presence. So uh, if we want to call dying alone, dying in the presence of a beautiful woman, that's probably something that most majority of married men will never experience in their life. And then, you know, number three, people kind of said, well, he was lonely and he didn't have anybody the way that he said that everybody else would end up dying. Well, it seems like the guy had a lot of friends and certainly these people that I listen to that I get into in a moment, they all talked about calling him and then they started putting videos up of the impact that he had on their lives. Not to mention the man had a mother and a daughter. So with those things just out of the way, because we're going to talk about some of the rumors that were out there. Mark, let me open up asking you, why do you care about this dude, Kevin Samuels, that you never met? How did you end up caring, knowing about who he was? What kind of impact did this guy have on you? Well, you know, um, <clears throat> it's, it's been years. You know, I, I lived for a number of years outside of the country. And I had friends in the States telling me about, you know, this movement called MGTOW. You know, then it became Red Pill. Then it became the whole manosphere. And I was, you know, slowly being introduced to some of the content makers, you know, via YouTube. And I saw this discussion was just growing. And... It was an area, it was a realm online that I had never seen before. Then one person led me to another, which led me to another, led me to another. And I'm like, this is pretty intriguing, like um, what people are talking about. And I don't think the discussions that I was watching on YouTube were much different from some of the talk we used to have in a barbershop back in the day. I'm like, it wasn't anything drastic. It's just things that maybe Black men held back. Maybe black men didn't feel like they could say publicly without being pushed into their corner by whatever type of politics, you know, we want to call it. But my first introduction to Kevin Samuels was just like the video you just mentioned. I um, I, I can't remember how I because, you know, I was never a person who watched world star hip hop. Sometimes people would post it on social network, just some outrageous video. Or I remember there was a time when I used to read something like media takeout, just really just trash media. And I can't remember who passed on this video by Kevin Samuels. And it was just that clip, your average at best. And from there, it seemed like that guy just exploded. So I'm like, what is this guy talking about? I, to tell you the truth, I have, even though I've had the opportunity, I have never watched that original video because one thing that I have a problem with 
when we discuss Kevin Samuels or anybody else, I hate when people take sound bites that somebody says they're not going to listen to the whole two hour video as oftentimes I don't have the time to watch a two and three hour video, but how can you judge everything that he said based on that one sound bite that he made? What did he say before he said that? What did he say after? What was the conversation that led him to say that? So even when he died last week, this happened again. Like, okay, he's calling women over 35, you know, you guys are leftovers. And again, we're taking one phrase. What did he mean by that? So, I'm, okay, I know I'm all over the place right now. I want to stay on focus just to say that I came across Kevin Samuels when I was just getting into the manosphere and learning some of the personalities that had already been talking for, you know, a few years. Like this was some new content to me. It was people who were presenting ideas, things that I may have thought about, things I may not have thought about. They summarized this stuff and put it online for everybody to see it. And I was like, you know, and just my history, you know, in relationships, looking at the lyrics that we grew up in, grew up on in hip hop, the ideas that women have or what, or what a man's supposed to be, the ideas of what, what men believe women are supposed to be. And then there's just the people that I know, uh, relationship issues, people beefing, men and women can't get along. So Kevin Samuels was like the pinnacle of this discussion. And specifically, even though I knew about the white guys who had already been in this game for a minute, Kevin Samuels' message could apply to just about anybody, but he was specifically speaking to us as black males, and because he was speaking from the platform of a black male, he was also speaking to black women. So that was my introduction. Of course, I could go on with that, but just to get the, to introduce people to my introduction. Yeah, you know, and just to go ahead and let, let folks know what is MGTOW. Um, MGTOW stands for men going their own way. So, you know, I think if the, it's all thrown in kind of this lump of people saying red pill, uh, which was kind of a, a section of the so-called manosphere. You had the white manosphere, you had the black manosphere. So, but at, I think the heart of them all, it really consisted of men that finally said, you know what, I'm not living my life for women any longer. And so then the different degrees on how they express that, you know, vary, but, but overall that's what MGTOW meant. And so, you know, uh, Kevin Samuels definitely was not one that would have said he's MGTOW because obviously the guy loved the company of beautiful women and many, uh, some MGTOWs do, some MGTOWs don't, but, uh, and I'll give a little background on, on kind of my introduction to Kevin Samuels. I've been following that space for ooh, probably about five years or so now. And I don't even recall I certainly don't think the average or best video was the first one that I came across with him, but many of the guys in the so-called black manosphere, he had already started appearing on some of their shows. And so I knew a little bit of, about him, but when he did that video, that was when it was like, oh man, let me go ahead and check out this guy's channel and see what else he has up there. And that was certainly when I discovered that he had a lot of other videos, but prior to that, uh, some a lot of the other guys that he was running with, uh, I had already come across some of Kevin Samuel stuff. But uh, to be honest, some of it kind of seemed corny because I'm looking at this little skinny dude that you know is is wearing th stuff, and he's supposed to be an, an image consultant, fashion guy. And I'm like, nah, I wouldn't be sporting that. It wasn't my thing, but you know, it was what it was. So you know, I didn't really get into that aspect of it. But once he, I think when he started appearing on other people's shows and I heard the knowledge that he was dropping, 
that made me go to his channel and seek out even more videos. And then I think after the average of best really started taking off, he just shifted into another gear, quoting statistics from blackdemographics.com. Uh, he introduced me to Dr. T. Hassan Johnson, which I probably mentioned his name every single video that I make, uh, simply from what I learned about him, because uh, Dr. Johnson gave Kevin Samuel kind of that, that, that academic approval that Kevin just wasn't talking about stuff to make women mad. He was making statements that were actually rooted in statistics. They were rooted in studies showing this. So, for example, and I'll give it back to you, when Kevin would ask the women, so um, what kind of lifestyle do you want? And how, or the best one was, how much money do you think the average black man makes? And these ladies would say stuff like $250,000, $100,000. And, you know, and he would be like, just sit there casually, like, Really? You think the average black man makes six figures, huh? And then he would drop it. I think it was 45,000. The average black man makes $45,000 a year. So where do you think? And, and he would always point and prove to them that really you don't want the average black man. Even if you were an average black woman, you don't want the average black man. And that resonated with me because that was something that I had observed really all my life going back to high school. <laughs> So, you know, and, and I know you you brought up over the years, you know, I don't want no scrubs. Um, and so Kevin Samuels really proved that what TLC was rapping about a doggone almost 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Women don't want a scrub. They'll call you a scrub, but they may be walking on the street. You at least hanging out your best friend ride, but they walking waiting on the bus, but they don't want to get with you. Got the hiccups here. Let me hand it back over to you and drink some water. Oh, man. Well, let me just, um, you know, that's that's something, obviously, I think we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago, because that really just, it, it got me. Because on old school, you know, uh, R&B and uh, hip hop stations, they play that TLC song quite a bit even now. What's this 25 some years later? I don't want no scrub. And when you break that down and listen to what they're talking about, I'm like, okay, I understand you could say, okay, you don't want a mom, you don't want a man living in his mom's house. You don't want a man who don't have his own car. Uh, if if you if you got shorties and you're not showing no love, I don't want you either. You a scrub. But then they said it flat out. If you want to get with me, no money. Like it ain't happening. It's flat out. So what I'm saying is, oh, why is it that women are allowed to say that, right? You, we, we, we came out of gangster rap and women were complaining about how gangster rap was portraying women. And I get that. And we often talk about that period in the late 80s and the early 90s where it was like, I'm, I, I was divided because at that time I wasn't listening to a whole lot of gangster rap. I got into it like in the, the early 90s. And it's like, OK, on one side, you got the baby face crowd. Then on the other side, you got Ice Cube and everybody else. So it's like. When I was listening to NWA, I'm like, them dudes were saying some cold stuff. I thought it was kind of harsh. I thought it was kind of crude. And I'm like, damn, why are they talking about women like that, right? But then you understand some of the stories of some of the dealings these, these men have with women. And I, I'm not going to turn this into a, well, who, what comes first between the chicken and the egg? But you have to listen to both sides. And I'm saying... Every man has experienced something traumatic dealing with some type of woman, whether he got passed over in the club. Uh, we get into the whole thing about, well, I'm pregnant and you're the father. There's so many different situations we can speak on. 
And when brothers speak that way, like I ain't the one or one less B, they, they, they go quite a bit overboard. But the question is, what leads men to thinking that way? And I just remember being 18 and 19 and I'm listening to Babyface talking about, you know, I'll pay your rent. You know, I'll buy your clothes. <laughs> I'm going to do all of, all of this after I get home. But after I get home from putting in eight to 12 hours of work. And I thought that was normal, right? Like, okay, yes. yeah, you're supposed to bust your ass to do whatever this woman wants, right? But then I had to listen to the other side. People, it, it, the stuff that NWA or Ice Cube or Scarface, any of these people were saying, it was like shocking. That it, it really was. It was shocking. But the question always to me is why, what led people to go there? What is it that happened in the relationships that women that led, led men to speak on, you know, speak this way? And it's nothing, actually, it wasn't something new. If you go back and listen to some of them old comedy albums back in the day, it seems to me men have been talking about this for a long time. It's just now with YouTube, the discussion is getting bigger. And this is not to say I agree with everything. But sometimes, whether it's the West Coast rapper or it's, it's brothers in the, red, in, the, in the Red Pill community, there's aspects of what they're saying that just have validity. You know, the last thing I was talking to you about when we talked about Kevin Samuels, and I, I'm, I'm going to say this again, get away from the sound bites. Leave the mm. sound bites alone, alone. And what is the man actually saying? Can you actually say there's nothing that Kevin Samuels said that actually applies to the Black community today? That's the question I would ask. I don't think that's even a question that's even being entertained. And I, and that's the sad part about it. But, you know, again, I think as, as both of us, you know, been in relationships, married, whatever, it's almost like the classic to me, Kevin Samuels personified the classic trip you up question. Do I look fat in this dress? And, you know, I don't care what culture, I don't care what generation Every man, you know, has his own take on what you should say. Yet Kevin Samuels basically came out and said, yeah, you do look fat in that dress. And you should tell her that she looks fat in that dress. You should tell her that I have enough money to buy you a new dress. And if I had enough money to buy you another dress, then you need to keep yourself tight because I, I want you in the size fill in the blank. And, you know, it was like, you, you can't say that. You can't say that. And, you know, and. And it seems to be that, like you said, asking, okay, but what he's talking about, is it true? Mm -hmm. it, and to me, I guess it's just really, he personifies also where we've gotten in culture. There's no such thing as true. Everything is relative. So we don't have to pay attention to what, whether, whether he said, you know, whether it's fact or not. It's the fact that I don't like how it makes me feel. Mm -hmm. And if it makes me offended, if I feel it's wrong, it must be wrong, but you can't come to a solution. And, and that's the other thing. Kevin Samuels had an engineering background. So, you know, I could imagine it probably was hard for him to get on the ladies back in the day because he probably was a geek and a nerd and probably was analytical about everything. But obviously it came to serve him well later on in life because he would always have that statement. Math is our friend. I say that to my kids now when I'm teaching them. Math is our friend. So when he starts putting the math together and it's like, if you want to get this, you must do this for this equation to equal that. It's simple, but as long as we keep having these feelings and we don't want to pay attention to the truth that he's making, then it gets back to the, well, I'm just offended by what he said. Yeah, but what he said is right. Yeah, but I'm still offended by it and he shouldn't say that. <clears throat> what? <laughs> Let me add something to that. You know, this is something that 
in our hundreds and thousands of messages that we share each day. I, I've said this to you oftentimes. Um, I listen to a lot of different people on YouTube, on a podcast or whatever. And another thing that, you know, I mentioned to you, I mentioned this, this to you a lot of times where there, there are times when I listen to people and people would look at me and be like, well, why are you listening to this type of person? Listen to what he's talking about, right? Um, there are shows I'll listen to from quote unquote white nationalists, right? Mm. And my thing is, if something is true, I don't care where it comes from. Mm. You know, this guy may be calling me all types of N words or you N words do this. This is why I hate all you N words. They might be that way. That might be true. But I have to get to a point where, okay, I'm going to separate how he feels about me in general and people who look like me. But there's other aspects of what he's talking about in the subject matter that makes me want to understand because he's bringing some truth about something. Even if yes. we disagree because he doesn't see me as being a part of his people and I'm not, I can kind of like, okay, that's something that we don't agree on. But everything else that he's saying, if we're talking about world politics or we're talking about conspiracy or we're talking about COVID, whatever else, a lot of stuff that he's talking talking about, I agree with this because this is stuff that I'm finding to be true. He may not like me in terms of I'm be, me, me being black, but whether he's racist or he's a white nationalist, whatever he is saying, I'm not saying I'm going to be a fan necessarily, but if this guy's presenting facts, that's something that can benefit me. So the same way that I'm looking at Kevin Samuels, you may not like how Kevin Samuels is putting that message out, but if you take away the sound clips, if you take, take away the harsh language, is what he's saying true? That's the bottom line here. That's what I get out of that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and I think it's that truth that resonated with me because and with uh, with many black men i have to say not even just many black men i think men of all nationalities as i'm listening to guys calling the shows just kind of you know giving their their respects you know and and really giving respect to his friends that he left in the industry you know guys that have just had relationships they appreciated kevin samuels gave them kind of um i'll say the the willingness to speak up and not be silent and Dr. Johnson has spoken about this over the last week as well, that all of us have a responsibility now to take on Kevin Samuels' legacy because he did not do anything like you said. You know, this the, the movement has been going on for quite some time. I mean, if we go back to the old days, the you always still had guys that that said something. Matter of fact, and we'll talk about this later. I want to jump into Shahrazad Ali brought the stuff up. And Kevin Samuels even said that before he brought stuff up, you know, that she was saying 30 years ago. And, you know, black women ran her out. But um, what Kevin did, he took it to a whole other level. And so now it's our responsibility to take on the message that that brother was out, was putting out there because really he showed that the emperor has no clothes. So a lot of us are scared to lose what you scared to lose a woman that doesn't respect you. You scared to lose a woman that looks at you as being average and she's just as average, if not more average than you are. But yet you, like you said, you still thinking I need to go out. I need to go to work. I need to uh, buy her clothes and cook her dinner when I get home from work because you've been psychologically trained to be that way. And it's so cool that Kevin now kind of said, and, and I like this analogy because I thought of it and I heard someone else say it as well. 
Kevin was really the one that jumped out the foxhole in this new latest part of, of, of where we at now, now that we have YouTube, Kev jumped out the foxhole and took a lot of shots for us. And now we put to him to jump out and continue to fight. And that doesn't mean fighting as in obviously physically <laughs> with any kind of woman. But what that means is it's time to sack up and grab your nuts and say what you want to say to the man. What say you? He said a lot of things in ways that maybe I would not have said, but there were just, I, you know, because of my life, I don't have time to watch a Kevin Samuels video all the way through two or three hours or whatever. But when he would break it down to like 20 minute clips here and there or whatever, <clears throat> and I would add that to my collection of videos. And I was like, there were so many damn moments when he, <laughs> everything that he was talking about with a female, and he was like, every time he caught a woman, you know, exactly saying how she feels. And then he says, look, I remember one video, I can't remember, it's too many of them, but he was just like, look, because Kevin would stop you. Like, look, I'll strike you if you use my stuff without my permission. Yeah. I remember he was having a conversation with one particular woman and he's like, hold it. Listen, all y'all listen to my videos. I'm giving you permission. Copy this video and post it on your way because you can't make this shit up. He was, she said exactly everything that he had been talking about all of that time. I'm so, I'm again, I'm asking this question. Leave to the side the, the shocking statements, okay? It, it, okay, um, let me make this point again. Maybe I'm bringing this up a little bit too early, but we talked about this earlier this week and I'll make this point again. When Kevin Samuel says, you're, if you're over 35, you're a leftover. My question is, if he had not said that in that catch, if he had not said that in that phrase and he had put it in a more gentle manner, the question would be, is he right or is he wrong? This is a question that I wanted to ask. Um, and whether he's right or he's wrong, my next question would be, now you showed me this stat a couple of weeks ago. It kind of blew me away because in the manosphere, you always hear people saying, 80% of the women want 20% of these men. So that means if these women walk up into a club, unless you fit into that small bracket of men, X amount of dollars, you know, you look a certain way, <clears throat> you drive in a certain type of car, you're living in a certain type of neighborhood, you're most likely going to be shoved to the side, okay? According to that stat you showed me, it's even worse than that. It says, what was it? It was like four, the women are 4. looking 4.5% of the men, which means I'm a leftover. Yep. I'm not saying that to just paraphrase, to copy what Kevin Samuels is saying, but without saying I'm a leftover, in essence, if I'm not fitting into what the woman is looking for and all of these attributes that most of us are simply not going to have, that makes me a leftover. Why is it cool that you don't have to call me a leftover, but if I don't have all of these attributes of what you consider or whatever, we say a high value man, I want a high value man. I want six figures. I want this car. I want this house. I want him to treat me this way. You want all of these things. And some of those things, simply, I don't measure up to that. So in essence, that makes me a leftover. Why is it cool for a woman to narrow down that type of man when men don't narrow women down that badly? The same statistic says, well, online, men generally like 60% of the women's profile. Isn't that what we said? Mm, Isn't that what right. that said? So that's it right. says, actually, men are more accepting of the woman as a whole, even though she may not be exactly what he's looking for. 
but we're not getting that same love on the other side. So if that woman comes up into that club and she sees me, okay, you see a tall guy, he might be good looking, but how much money is he making? That's right. You know, I'm driving a 2007 Ford Edge. Is that good enough? <clears throat> I just saw a video before we came on here. You, we talk about a hundred thousand. This woman said a hundred thousand dollars was not enough for her. Wow. That it blew my mind. She was like dead serious. Like, hey, if you make a hundred thousand, good for you. But that ain't enough for me. And I'm like, how, if she looking specifically for just black men, how many? But she was looking for somebody who's making a million a year. How many black men are making that? That's right. So this is right. this, this is just some of the questions. I'm like, let's reframe this. If you, it's okay for you to call me a scrub because I don't have a six figure salary at this point, even though I'll, I'm hoping to get there. But that's it's good for you to be able to call me a scrub because I'm not making six figures and I'm not driving whatever $50,000 automobile. But if a man says the same thing that you're not measuring up, then that's a no, no. No, because as someone who who has always been a little bit more in the fitness field, I'll say over the last 30 years, it's a no, no, even to say that you want a woman to be a certain size. And if you ask me, I think that was probably the most offensive thing that Kevin Samuel said that got women riled up. Matter of fact, because sometimes he led with that or the conversation might be flowing. And over the years, it was like once the ladies knew where he was going. They knew, and, and he would even, you know, later on, he would say, do you really want to do this? Do you really want to go there? What's your dress size? And it was like, oh, they knew. No matter what they were saying, once he went there, they could talk all they want to about how much a man needs to make. Mm. All he asked them is, well, what do you look like? Are you overweight or not, et cetera. That in and of itself, and understand, uh, <laughs> it's a whole lot easier. To get your, let's say, as, as they would say, height, weight, proportionate, it's a whole lot easier to get height, weight, proportionate than it is to get your income to grow. Want to know why? Because number one, in order to go ahead and get yourself to be height, weight, proportionate, you are the one that has to discipline yourself. Doesn't matter on anyone else. As long as none of us are being fed by mom and daddy, as long as we buying our own groceries, et cetera, it's up to us. We purchase the gym membership, et cetera. When you have to make more money, you have to depend. If you don't hardly have any skills, now you have to go out and get those skills. You have to pay for those skills. You may have to play political games at your job. You may have to switch professions. It's, there are a lot of variables you're not in control of. And both you and I, we both have degrees. So we know that game that goes on with that. So when he just even would throw that out there, it was like the most heretical thing that he did was question a woman's physical appearance. Mm -hmm. And that in and of itself meant that he could not say anything else. It didn't matter what he was right about. Once he went there, game over. But the killer about that is, and this is something that a lot of people would say because it's absolutely true. Um, you notice that most women who are very overweight or obese or very obese, they generally don't want men who are in the same uh, uh, shape right. as they are. You know, right. it was like everybody was talking about this this woman Lizzo, and it's funny about Lizzo is that in the face she's a pretty woman, and I'm just thinking, damn, what would she look like if she lost 150 pounds? Seriously, it's it's not that I'm I'm fat shaming her or anything. It's just an honest question. Like sometimes when when somebody is that big, you can't really see the potential of what they would look like if they were to lose all of that weight. So mm -hmm. how is it that you're trying to push on society that it's okay to be 300 pounds? 
when you yourself are not attracted to a 300 pound man. So with Kevin Samuels, in essence, that's all the question that he is asking. Um, you you know, oh boy, you had to you had to go there. I mean, just just in case folks don't know who we're talking about, and everybody may be up on you know pop culture these days. So just this is yeah. Lizzo that he was speaking about. I don't know anything about Lizzo's music. I've been out of pop music for some years because it's just it's not worth my time. But I'm just saying, you look at some of these pictures, and you can see that this woman in the face she is very attractive. And the the other question would be this, honestly. Uh, and, and and let the guys can take this question and run with it because it's just a question if you do have this preference that's fine but i'm just saying out of every 10 men if a man is given a choice between you know uh who who would be let's let's say we we threw in somebody like serena williams we threw in uh you know guys who like petite women a halle berry type uh, or one of the video vixens in any of those early 2000s hip-hop videos. If they had a choice between those type of women and the women that are the size of Lizzo, how many of them are going to take the woman that, that's the size of Lizzo versus those other women that I just mentioned? And that's to ask the question, okay, do these women, do these men get with these women because they prefer these women or because of their stature in life, that's all they can get? That's what my question would be. And I just quickly put up Jason Momoa because he's probably the latest that, you know, most of the ladies just go crazy over. Um, where is the fat guy that we have as representation of talking about how beautiful he is? Right. What fat dude can we even name that pop culture says he's gorgeous? Mm. You know, he, he you know, uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Even Luther Vandross, they got on him about losing weight. I mean, so he knew he still need to lose weight. And Luther Vandross had a voice that nobody was going to touch. So... You know, when we see a Jason Momoa, if you ask a woman, well, who do you want to get with? And if Jason Momoa is on IG, he's going to get a whole bunch of likes. Mm -hmm. Freddie Stubbs, Freddie Rerun Stubbs, <laughs> since me and you both, you know, we love our, our what's happening. Uh, let, oh, let's oh, for folks, you know, we're going to go all the way down here. But let's just be honest for my peoples. Rerun wasn't getting his swerve on back in the 80s with that many ladies. And actually, we look at Rerun now, he wasn't that big. But, I mean, Rerun... <laughs> he was fudgy, but the, thing, the, fact, the, the, the fact is, that's still not... Compared to what we have today, even he... He's overweight, yeah. But exactly. he's not where we are today. Exactly. And, and, and Rerun could go... <laughs> Rerun, if he was on a... <laughs> if he was on a, a Instagram, the fact is... Rerun would not have a whole bunch of women hitting like, 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 ooh, Rerun, you thick. Ooh, Rerun, you sexy. Ooh, yet Lizzo and women that size could put pictures up on IG right now. And you know how they got to do is Hold on. How they do it? They, they show oh, a little boy. bit of that cleavage. Oh. They show a little bit of that. And then Don't take this it. picture. <laughs> and all of a sudden, oh, girl, you thick. Oh, girl, look at you. Oh, girl, I like that meat on my bones. And that's what sets up that false image that Kevin Samuels was going at. And I mean, this is where we even have to call out the men because guys are so thirsty that it really doesn't matter. Like you said, this if that's what you like, that's what you like. But unfortunately, it goes back to that 4.5% thing again that even a guy who is in shape is getting more approached by women that will be out of his quote unquote height, weight proportionate range. And those women think they deserve him. Whereas the women, the guys that are closer to her size, 
she not even looking at. And trust me, as a former chubby big guy, I know that for F-A-C-T. So, <laughs> so I'm like, they're they not looking for Cedric Entertainer, right? There you go. There's a contemporary one that we can throw I mean, out there. And I'm saying, you know, the, the point is, okay, how do we separate? Because, okay, we know that big men can get on. But the question is, why do these men get on? Is it because something they have? In the, in the just presenting that, if we were to just go through Hollywood and just pick up or Black Hollywood, however you want to call it, and we looked at men who are overweight, could we honestly say, okay, if they're getting women, which they probably still do, is that because they have money? Or is it because if this was an average Joe walking down the street, would a girl be like making a U-turn to get to that guy? That's the question I would ask. Let's be honest mm -hmm. about this. Mm -hmm. You know, this is one where we might have to do another show and do some mm -hmm. research. I would be interested to hear um let's look at some basketball players and, and and once we start looking at that echelon i almost will wonder if we who got the most groupies so if we went and looked at certain sports like was cecil fielder getting a ton of groupies when he was at his heaviest was prince fielder now now and prince was a little bit more known and plus he played for the brewer so he was the star of the team but you know you you think about some of these sports where it's like these some real big dudes that are out of the norm who gets on more them or if we're looking at a football team you know are we looking at the big guys on the line are they getting on or the, yeah the, yeah is the fridge getting the most groupies or it was it jim mcmahon or was it, you know, Walter Payton? You know, you, because again, and I always use pornography as another good example. There is pornography on nearly any genre for men because men would just want to look and get off on anything. But with women, you're not going to have that. Why? Because the selection, and I'll speak as a father, <laughs> my daughter had a long list of what she was looking for in a guy as a teenager. My son's didn't have that long list. So mm -hmm. even just from being socialized, mm -hmm. you see this, I want a man as this, I want a man as that, I want a man as this, I want a man as that, da, 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 da. that long list. And we take those same habits into <laughs> what we want as an adult. Now, let me ask you. Do you want me to take a break so you can get a sip, man? I want to, you know, I want you getting all choked up and stuff now. Actually, I need to get my cell phone because it's something I got to share. But let me. All right, go ahead. Let me pause let me, this. Let me get some water real quick. <laughs> all right. All right, so you had a question that you wanted to throw at me. What's that? And I'm, I'm chewing on my cough drop here, so I don't start coughing in a second. So, <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm trying to get over this. <laughs> um, there were numerous moments, numerous aha moments uh, on Kevin Samuels' videos um, that I've been able to watch. Um, so that's what I wanted to ask you. I know there were probably several that uh, uh, really just got me, but there was just those like one. Can you name one particular debate that he had or comment that he made that will always stick with you? Oh, man, I can already tell you this because I sent it to my 17 year old son. Uh, one was recently, and so this is like slightly biased where he made the comment about the black church. And, and if we had time, I want to get into that. Uh, and the, the fact that the black church is largely responsible for the division that we have in mm. black relationships. Mm. But I will say the one that always sticks out in my mind, the best debate was the one where he was on these guys, the Fresh and Fit show. And it was a woman, I think her name was Amanda. And this was a white woman. 
And I think people were so accustomed to Kevin Samuels going in on black women that it was kind of like, oh, well, he a one trick pony. We put that white girl magic in front of him and he's not going to bring that heat. And he crushed her. I mean, it was like she got mad, got silent. It was so bad. The other women in the audience or in, in the room with her was just kind of like, you on your own, girl. You on your own. I can't fade that dude because he lit her up. And I'll say his best argument, uh, one that that definitely stuck with me, was the difference in, number one, fairness does not equal having the same outcome. And so he was dealing with her in terms of, yes, it should be fair when we talk about the places and the rights that women should have with men, but that does not guarantee the same outcome. And so he took her through that process. And then he just, just slammed the slam dunk of the conversation was, but you don't even believe in fairness because here it was, you know, she was this nice looking woman. She didn't believe in fairness because when she knew that she was going to those clubs in Miami and she could get into the VIP based on her looks, she didn't care about whether it was fair or not. She didn't care about whether the women that weren't as attractive or didn't look as good as her and had her body, whether they got into VIP it was just all about her getting in the VIP. And then all of a sudden, fairness went on out the door. So that was probably one that sticks in my mind because I told my son, this is how you debate. And this is, it was a lesson of how he should even be debating because they're having some debates in college right now. This is, Kevin Samuels did a masterful job with this one. Take notes because it keeps the feeling out of it. He stayed under control in composure, didn't let her gaslight him and run down rabbit trails. He stayed right on point and ate her up. Dude, you stole the exact video that I was going to mention. <laughs> My man. Like, that was like the jaw-dropping debate of all the ones I had ever seen. I mean, I had seen him chin-check some women. But when he brought that point up, what a world's not fair. It's not fair. I want the same thing. I should, how come I can't hit? This is not fair. He went directly in, gave her an example <clears throat> Have you ever gotten into a club because you were beautiful and there were a bunch of ugly women who couldn't get into the same section as you? She was like, yeah, was that fair? But it didn't bother you, did it? She didn't know what to do with that. She had to change the subject. Well, I don't go to clubs anymore, but that's not the point. The point mm -hmm. is you took advantage of unfairness at that point and it didn't bother you. There's no coming back from that. That's There's right. just no... That's the one, man, dude, and he did that on somebody else's show. I'm like, dog, he he just, that applies to any scenario we're talking about where we're having these debates about women and men and what is your place and what is my place and all this other stuff. That was amazing to me. It's, it's funny, you called that same video. That's the exact same <laughs> one I was going to throw out there because out of all the ones I've seen, whew, and, oh, and it was hell. impromptu. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was impromptu. It wasn't even... Nobody could even say he set her up on the show. Uh, you know, he he made sure he had somebody call into his show so they could say some stuff like that. That was just straight up. He happened to call in and was like, OK, let's go ahead and bring this. Y'all want my opinion. You want my take on it. I'll give it to you. And he did. I, I Let me throw this one out because this one had an impact on me as well. It was one that really upset a lot of women. And that was where he basically said that. If what you ladies consider a high value man, he has a right to cheat and he has a right to cheat and you shouldn't be saying anything about it as long as he's not bringing anything home to you, bringing in diseases, kids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
you shouldn't have a problem with what he's doing. <laughs> and, you know, and it was so it was the reason why it jumped out at me is, is because all of these women were calling in. I mean, because that was another one that got them really riled up. Now, mind you, we do have very numerous songs that you and I could go into at a later date. Numerous songs by women singing how their man is a good man and he can go out and have another woman as long as because he, he takes care of her so well. These are songs that women have made that have been hit songs. But him saying that. Um, I'll never forget the last woman that called in, though, was a married woman. Most of the other women, they didn't have, quote unquote, high value men or they weren't married. So for them, it was like, no, no, no. This woman called in, though, her husband made a good amount of money. Mm. And when you could tell her backdrop, she was in a nice place. She was probably, I'm guessing, in her 40s or 50s. She looked still pretty good. And. Yet she basically said, I'm, I'm just trying to do it off memory. Basically, her husband has been traveling since they have been married. And she pretty much knows that when he travels, he kind of is doing his thing. And she was, long story short, she ended up basically telling the young women, was like, Kevin's right. Kevin's right. I don't like it, but I know he's a good man. I don't, you know, he doesn't bring any drama home to me. He takes care of home. You know, when he's home, he's with me blah, 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 blah. But, and you know, you, I can only imagine what the other women were feeling hearing her say that it was like, girl, you better shut up. <laughs> but this is a woman that's in that position. And that goes back to what you said when you were referencing that 4.5%. All Kevin Samuels was doing is proving the point. Mm -hmm. Many of you are already sharing a guy. You share a guy every Friday and Saturday night. Because you are all of y'all are trying to get with the same group of men. <clears throat> and it's the same group of those guys that are really running through a whole lot of the same ladies. The difference is they just may not know about it. Mm. That's real. That's real. Um, now, um, man, there, was, there was another point I wanted to just make. Oh, here's the thing with me. Whenever, whether we're talking about music or sports, films, characters, TV shows, whatever it might be. I'm not going to like everything that everybody else likes. There's going to be certain things, you know, I, I can't get you to watch Seinfeld, for example. You just ain't feeling Seinfeld. I'm like, that was one of the funniest shows that I ever seen, right? On the other hand, I'm not feeling friends. There's people out there who love that show. I've just never got into it. I watched a couple of episodes. It didn't do nothing for me. But <clears throat> I can respect when somebody likes something because there's something there that's pulling you in, whether it's a song or an artist or an actor, whoever it might be. Even though I can't connect to it, I would like to know what makes other people connect to that person, that artist, that TV show, that movie, whatever. Just because I'm not, even though I don't like it, it's obviously there's some appeal there for somebody else. So for all the women out there that's blasting Kevin Samuels and they like dancing on his grave, and I've seen... This is another thing I was saying, like, damn, is there anybody in the mainstream who has a mainstream platform that has defended Kevin Samuels in some type of way? Because I have not heard it. I've heard everybody just throwing salt. That's all I've heard. But has anybody stopped and asked, <clears throat> why do so many men and a lot of women identify with what Kevin Samuels is saying? It, can we just talk about that? Okay, you don't like that he compared a woman to Barry Sanders or Emmett Smith. Okay, fine. You didn't like that. How many women in the Black community are the size of a football player? 
I'm, I'm leaving Barry Sanders and Emmett. So let's take away the soundbite again. How many women out there are 5'8", let's say 240? Is that the size of a woman that's supposed to be that size? Or is that the size of what a, a football playing man is mm-hmm. supposed to be? It's just an honest question. Let's take away Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith because that's probably what hurt people more. But I'm just saying, what did he say in that video? And I, you, No, women are not supposed to look like that. You want to know what Black women used to look like, what you're supposed to look like? Go back and look at them Soul Train videos in the 1970s, right? Mm. So Kevin Samuels had 1.4 million followers. Instead of degrading him and talking all this smack, why did so many people identify with what Kevin Sanders was saying? Because nobody who has a mainstream platform wants to ask that question. They just totally want to dismiss him as he's worthless. He's vitriol. He did nothing but destroy the black community. Even with there being X amount of women coming to Kevin Sanders being like, you saved my marriage. You helped mm-hmm. me get with this man that I always wanted to have. Nobody wants to hear that. Can anybody tell me if there's anybody not Roland Martin. I watched the show. He had four of his co-hosts on that show. I've heard Dior Hughley throwing salt at him. Uh, I saw the Fox Soul show. I'm like, I'm not going to keep listening to this, but can somebody show me just one mainstream figure? Because my problem with, when, when I saw the, the clip of Roland Martin and his four hosts on that particular episode or whatever, Black people would hate if one of our icons was being thrown on the bus by Fox News and they didn't have a representative of how we feel about this person on Fox News, they'll just have it totally the conservative side and y'all blasting one of our icons. Black people would not deal with that. But the message with Kevin Samuels and after Kevin Samuels' death, it's okay to have a platform and all of y'all just blasting him and you don't bring nobody on there to say, well, I appreciated Kevin Samuels because of this. Wow, man, that's a mouthful right there, because I think you could even add to that. Do And off the top of my head, are these discussions that happen in the white community? Is there, if I think, you know, back in the day, I used to listen to Dr. Laura. Dr. Laura offended a lot of people, but it seems like from what I remember her being on the radio, the majority of her callers were white women. Mm-hmm. So there still weren't a lot of guys that were calling in. So even though some of the ladies hated her, they, she still had a lot of followers. And again, people that would call in and say, you know, you changed my marriage. You made me better. You know, Dr. Laura's philosophy was basically all you have to do is give your man sex and feed him, and you, and, and you're throwing some compliments. You'll never have to worry about him even cheating on you, which again, is something similar to what Kevin Samuels also implied. Mm-hmm. Um, but the mainstream, they probably still called her controversial, but, I don't think, you know, I don't recall, again, the kind of heat. I don't recall her getting it like Kevin Samuels, where everybody, where you have other outside women making sure they they throw dirt on her, making sure they say sideways, unless they tried to make it maybe more of a political uh, thing, where it's like, well, she seems to be more of a Republican and, you know, I'm a Democrat, Un- unless they tried to go that route. Otherwise, you know. They just kind of let her be. But we didn't do that in our community. Can you go ahead and go into a little bit about what you heard from? I know you mentioned D.L. Hughley before, and I will say I heard Umar Johnson gave some props. Uh, You know, he kind of did his usual, like many others, distanced himself (coughs) from Kevin Samuels. But, you know, he certainly was really a staying away from him early on. But after he's passed away. You know, now he even kind of still brought it around and was like, well, Kevin Samuels was still just basically saying what's what's going on out there in the, in the hood. So, you know, you can't fault him for that. But 
what's some stuff that you've heard? Because I know you listen to a lot more of the other programs than I do. Well, I I, I watched the whole clip with uh, these four people on Roland Martin's show. I'm, I tell you the truth, I don't even remember. They all piggybacked off what the one woman started saying. You know, she started off in a respectful manner, <clears throat> you know, respect the dead, but then she went in, right? Um, I've said this before. There are a lot of things with D.L. Hughley that I'm like, okay, I can rock with D.L. Hughley on that. But there's other areas of D.L. Hughley's show that I just, I can't roll with. His whole thing with COVID, I don't even want to get into that. You know, Can't so, say that on YouTube. Oh, man, I can't say. <laughs> okay, we'll have to scratch that. Okay. Um, I can't rock with D.L. on that. It's a, but you know what I'm saying? I listen to his show occasionally because I happen to spend a lot of time in my car for the job. So I'm going to be listening to some of the stuff he talks about. He's generally on point with the race topic. The problem that I have with D.L. Hughley is that he seems to be far too leftist and he's not getting he's not getting the whole picture to me. And this is when, when that whole Joe Rogan thing went down, I'm just like that, that was an example of what I meant when I said. OK, I don't agree with Joe Rogan using yeah. the N word or anything like that, but what Joe Rogan represents for the need of free speech is bigger than that to me. So, okay, let me separate with Joe Rogan from that, what he's saying, for the other 95% that I need to hear, because somebody needs to be talking about this, right? D.O. Hughley, the other day, he just like totally dismissed Kevin Samuels. He was like, you know, from what I understand, this guy died alone. You know, I, I, I judge him by the people who were with him when he died. How come nobody was there with him when he died? You know, it seemed like with such a big following he had, there was nobody that was close to him. And that's the way that he died. And I was just like, how can you make such a stupid statement? The last week since he died, I'm asking a question. Did Dio Hughley listen to any of those people who were in Kevin Samuel's circle? When you sent me that video of the brother with the fashion show, Style OG, guess, let's give some props to Style OG, y'all. Go check out his channel. I Jeff is Style OG. I was so happy that he dropped that. He presented the Kevin Samuels that everybody doesn't know. He presented the Kevin Samuels is like, everybody knows Kevin Samuels can, can diss, out, diss out some criticism, but did people know that he could accept the criticism to make himself a better person? When I listened to that brother break that down, he gave him a human quality that I'm just not seeing in these mainstream platforms. They're just trying to make him out to be this demon. Like, I listened to Melanie King, and Melanie King mm. was like, you know, I knew this man. He made me better. He made me want to be bigger than what I thought I could be. Melanie King, I, I didn't even know who she was. But when she went in, she was like, look, you know, um, I'm not trying to say Kevin Samuels was Malcolm X. But the way she was putting it, it was like the dreams that he had for trying to improve the black community, it was equal to what she saw with somebody like Malcolm X. And that's what people are saying, like, you're going to put him in. I'm not saying, Kevin Sam, somebody recently said, and I don't know if this was, I think it was Umar Johnson, he says, Kevin Samuels was not an activist. He's not a social, you know, whatever. And I'm like, but that's not his role. Everybody has a role that they can contribute. And Kevin Samuels, just like Melanie King says, his dream was working for the black community to bring us together. I posed this question. Remember, I asked you this question last week. And from what I'm seeing now, I, I'm pretty much leaning to the side. It, it looks like a, a real death. It looks like he really died the way that they say he did, even though you know me, I'm gonna hold back 10% and say you still never know. I'm with you. Went down, right? That's right. That's right. But, but we my know question, how it goes. Yeah. But my question was this. 
if black women who are so pissed off about Kevin Samuels and dancing on his grain, they throwing Kevin Samuels' dead parties, if they were to find out that the white supremacists that control the world saw Kevin Samuels as a threat to bring together black men and women, would they be celebrating now because they bumped him mm. off because they saw him as a threat to go against their system that is put in place to keep us separated? They saw this man having the possibility if his message was to get across to another enough people, he could bring, bring the unity that we're still missing. How would people react if they found out that was true? I'm not saying it is, but if it was, how would people react? I think that if, I think generally if they found out that it was true, I don't think they would care. Not right now. Mm -hmm. I think it would be, and, and you mentioned this as well when this first came up last week, when I think um, I sent you that meme that had Malcolm Martin and now Kevin Samuels on there. It was like, mm -hmm. all right, is it too soon? Mm -hmm. But yeah, you made the point. They didn't like those guys either at the time. Mm -hmm. right. The contemporary black person didn't like those guys. Mm -hmm. So I think right now, it wouldn't matter because I think if, you know, every, shameless plug again, y'all check out every black man has a story right here on the black prospector show um, where I'm talking to some OGs that were around during the civil rights movement. And, you know, there were a lot of black folks that could have cared less about Malcolm, about Martin. And it was like, oh, they got killed where well, they shouldn't have been out there raising trouble anyway. Exactly. You know, exactly. just that's what you, I'm saying. You, you know, just just be nonviolent. And then all of a sudden now everybody is like, yeah, I was down. You know, I've always been for equal rights and blah, blah, blah. And so I think that's exactly what would happen. I think right now, if they even found out it wouldn't make a difference, they wouldn't believe it. They'll believe every other conspiracy, mm -hmm. but they won't believe that one. And then. 20, 25, 30 years from now, and a lot of his words ring prophetic, then I think it'd be a case where it's like, yeah, you know, they killed that brother. You know, they killed that good brother, Kevin Samuels, back in the day. You, it's like, yeah, you didn't care at the time, though. <laughs> now, um, man, you know, I know we're going to try and keep this short because really we could go on and on. But this is another thing that I found really intriguing. When women find women who are saying things in support of what Kevin Samuel says. It's like, they totally ignore that. I mean, I'm not saying just because you find a woman who supports Kevin Samuel, that's going to change the world. But what I'm saying is there's X amount of women out there who got something out of what he was saying. Mm -hmm. Right. The other thing that I need to point out, and I told you, I was still out of the country when I talked about this, the show that he did where he was talking about men's products, uh, cosmetics, mm -hmm. taking care of your skin, you know, use this type of lotion for this body part, but don't use this lotion for your face. You know, every man should have these five pair of shoes. When he was talking about suits, that really impressed me because I was accustomed to just Kevin Samuels on the relationship tip. But when I saw that other side of him, I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta dig into this brother because before he blew up, this is stuff he was talking about. He was talking to specifically men. And I really appreciate the transition that he made physically. Because you brought this up at the earlier part of the show, how he was dressed before and how he looked. It was just like, this is a guy you, you, mm. <laughs> he didn't have a look that I'm like, damn, I don't want to look like that. Right. But you saw his evolution right there on the screen. And when I saw that brother in the suit and the tie, he let his gray come in. That gray to me brought him up here. He looked like the average nerd when he first came out. Yeah. But when he, you said the brother, the fashion brother talked him into like, let some of that gray yep. come out. Man, that changed his whole look. And I'm like, dang, that brother is sharp. It's like, I got to take my game up. I felt that. Um, 
So before, long before the relationship videos, that's another thing I want to point out. But let me just drop this on you right quick, and I'm going to pass the mic back over to you. This woman posted this tonight on Facebook, and she says, since y'all can't remember what Kevin said about the women, let me help y'all reiterate some things he said about men. He says, number, she says, number one, beta men with beta traits are not suitable for wives. They can't protect their women. Two, unmarried men are looked upon as unstable. Three, Men that date women with no intentions to marry are jokesters. Four, men that are average are only subjected to get average or below average women. Five, men that don't make enough money to even provide for themselves shouldn't date. Six, mm. men that have no leadership skills have no husband qualities. Seven, women aren't the enemy. Socially awkward beta men need to work on their approach on meeting women. And eight, men that are not in control of their emotions have no ability to be in control of a family. This is a woman quoting some of the stuff she got from Kevin Samuel. So how many of us can look at those top eight and many other lessons that he gave us and say, that applies to me? This part, I need to step up my game. Kevin Samuels dissed out some, some, some bitter taste in medicine sometimes. But once you get past that initial slap and you, init and you analyze yourself, you have to say, I need to step up my game right there. And that's what people are not appreciating. It's funny, man. Just today on my IG, I decided to just go ahead and start a thing called Formal Fridays hmm. and just going to pull out some you know, photos over the years and even now of, you know, whether me wearing my suit with my sons, et cetera. And I'll say that, that Kevin, again, kind of gave me that, man, don't be worried about rocking your suit because I, I even still had a little bit of, I won't say anxiety, but just still kind of like, you know, I don't want to look like I'm trying to show off or nothing because you know how people can get, you know, it's like, if you're not wearing some new $500 or whatever Jordans, that's okay. But mm -hmm. if you're wearing a suit, oh, you trying to be one of them uppity Negroes, huh? Mm -hmm. And that wasn't it. I mean, when I go to work, I'm looking at a sea of blue, and charcoal gray and black boring suits that fit like a box. And I'm like, no, you know, I want to have my stuff cut right. You know, you don't still then work out and lose weight to go ahead and buy some off the rack that fits you like a tent. And so watch Kevin Samuels now own it. And when he made the statement of, he said something to the effect of every guy needing to wear a suit one day a week to go out. Mm -hmm. I, that really spoke to me because when I worked in the office, I didn't mind you know, dressing up, especially if we were going to see clients and I, something I passed down to my sons, always try to dress one level above what everybody else mm -hmm. is going to be dressed mm -hmm. like. Why? And I'll go back to what my mentor, a woman, Dr. Lynn Lewis said, she said during the last class, we all had to do our big final presentation. She said, I want all of you to, and, and here's the, here's the key thing. Here's a woman, an older black woman who actually at the time she said it was about Kevin Samuel's age saying the exact same thing that he would say. He said, men, she said, men, I want you guys to come in here with suits on. I want you to have at least a button up shirt and a tie, but try to have a full suit. Ladies, I want you to wear a dress. And so, you know, this is college. You know, these girls are sitting there trying to wear, they half the time they come to school in their pajamas. And so yet she was saying, you're about to present to me. And when you present to me, I can't help but subconsciously judge you on your appearance. And so the better you look and appealing to me with my eye, the better I am going to find whatever you're presenting to me. And here it is, you know, years later, Kevin Samuels is basically saying the same thing. And he's demonstrating that to us guys 
of I'm going to be dressed right. I'm going, you know, it's like the old pimp phrase, look good, smell good. And somebody like something like a Fleetwood. I mean, and that was what he presented always in his show. He's going to look good. He's going to give you that fragrance to smell good. And now here's the rest. You got all this presentation. And I think that also made women mad because they couldn't talk about them because it's like, how are you going to talk about my looks? Well, look at, well, well, I would kind of like to get with you. I mean, so, you know, they could, if you would have been overweight, they'd be like, well, you overweight. Because look at what the only thing that most of the women and a lot of guys had on him were you divorced. Okay. So how, okay. <laughs> Is that, that's the best you got? You, I'm divorced? And of course, to go back to what we started talking about MGTOW, well, if you divorce, that may mean that finally this guy realized, I know how I deserve to be treated. And I can, I, and yet here's, here's this, I got to say this, I'm going to throw it back to you and then we can start wrapping it up. Isn't it um, interesting that everyone tried to say, well, Kevin Samuels is divorced and he's alone. Yet the mantra that we've been hearing coming from many ladies over almost near the last 20 years is what? I can do bad all by myself. Mm. And so mm-hmm. I think Kevin Samuels proved I can do good all by myself. Oh, man, <laughs> he that. proved that. <laughs> he proved that. And you know, that's 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 kind of how I interpret this. How do people <sighs> Kevin Samuels knew his value, right? That's what I get from him, hmm. you know, when, when he passed away. I, I don't think it was ever a question of, well, look at him, he died alone. And I'm just like. I don't really see it that way. I think at the position where he was and his ascension to this internet fame, how we talk about athletes and you know singers and rappers, whatever, Kevin Samuels could have had any woman he wanted to have. Yes. How can we look at that and say, well, he died alone? I'm like, he, 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 he left this world on his own terms, really, if you really look at it that way. I saw the woman that he was uh, apparently with, and I'm like, I don't really consider that dying alone. I don't know what the relationship he had with that woman. And I don't think we should make those assumptions. Most of us, I was watching a show today and one of the guys was saying, look, Kevin Samuels, if you saw the luxurious apartment that he lived in, he lived under, under a pseudonym. They didn't want everybody mm-hmm. to know where he was living. Like, you know, all mm-hmm. y'all haters out there, stop making assumptions about how Kevin Samuels was when he died. Um, if you want to comment on that, you can definitely move on that. But I also want to get you to take me when you first got the news and how you reacted mm. when did it hit you wow man okay good question um well as you know i think you i was sending you messages like man did you hear this you know mm-hmm. tell me this isn't true and sent it mm-hmm. also to sheila um because i know she's kind of plugged in and was a kevin samuels listener and you know like what's up and you know, I, I thought it was the typical Bismarcky type of rumor that, you know, OK, they just up there throwing shade at my man. It's just something else they didn't come up with. Or maybe he was in an accident or something. Mm-hmm. And I know it, it hit me. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, and I'm going on IG and I'm scrolling. And then I'm seeing people rumor about it there. And then it hit. I look at Mr. Lucario's page Mm. and I know Mr. Lucario, (laughs) Kevin Samuels was on a show with him that a bunch of the brothers used to do. I love that when they all would get together and Kevin Samuels actually got too big for those guys and they actually let him go again, similar to what style OG said Mm. that he realized Kevin Samuels can actually 
eclipse what I'm doing. And he has to kind of distance himself now. So I'm backing up. And that's what Kevin Samuels did when he was on the show with those guys. So I knew if anybody's clicked in enough to know the truth, Mr. Lucario and, and Mr. Lucario is a good dude. He wouldn't put it out there if it was at the rumor level. And, you know, I, I read the comments to see. And sure enough, somebody said, you sure this isn't a rumor? And Mr. Carter says something to the effect of, no, it's, it's real. And that was when, man, my heart sunk because mm-hmm. I had just, and quick side note, I had just watched one of his videos a few hours prior. And it wasn't long before that. The other video that did stick out of my mind when you were asking that question is the one he did about Cam Newton. And he did that video, starting out that video about his care for the black community. It was a lot about the black community before he even got to what Cam Newton said on the relationship side. Mm -hmm. So it was like, this is a loss on the civil rights side and it's a loss on the relationship side. Mm -hmm. And my heart sunk. And, you know, that was when I think I sent it over to you again. I remember before I went to bed, I was like, you know, Mm -hmm. I I left you a message and I knew I was sounding kind of somber because to be honest, it was like I lost somebody that I knew. Although I never met that dude and that dude never knew who I, who I was. But, um, and before we do close, I do want to play a clip, uh, of, of a a preacher. Hmm. Kevin Samuel started speaking for me when black men, particularly in the black church that I was closest to, they had now turned their backs on me. Mm -hmm. And Kevin Samuels was that dude that finally was like, you know, he was almost like the dude that came, came along and say, Hey brother, I got you. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're going through Mm -hmm. and not necessarily follow me, but you know, if you agree with what I'm saying, rock with me where the, the the black preachers, I found out they were, they were done with me and they were too busy chasing after the black woman and her dollar. How about you? Um, I'm trying. Okay. I remember because, uh, something had happened. My son had woke up and it was about one 30 in the morning. And I'm trying to get him back to sleep. We put him on a nebulizer. And while I'm sitting there waiting, because I didn't want him to fall asleep with this thing on his face running and the machine keep going. So I picked up my phone. I think I went to YouTube. And the first video that popped up, it says, you know, Kevin Samuels passed away. And I'm like, okay. So, you know, just like you just said, internet rumors, fake news. And you find out, no, 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 he's he's happy and well. He's vacationing on the Virgin Islands or wherever. And I kept digging and I kept digging and I kept digging. And I'm like, you know how you feel this stillness, this, this, it's, uh, you see some news and it just doesn't sink in just yet, right? And I looked at article after article. I went to Instagram and people were posting about it. And it wasn't, it wasn't like, no, nah, this is not real enough for me. And I kept digging and I thought about you. And I'm like, well, you are three hours ahead of me. So I'm like, I wonder if you heard about Behind this. And it's true. Yeah, yeah, three hours behind. So I'm like, I went over to, you know, our favorite phone app and you sent it over to me and I saw it before you sent it. I'm like, dang, so, okay, what's going on? So I'm combing the web next the next day, looking all over the news for all of this. I think Melanie King did like a three or four hour video where she was online mm-hmm. asking people, can y'all confirm this? If y'all lying, I'm going to get you. I mean, she was pissed, right? She did it live. She came to the point where she's like, okay, people, I can confirm, you know, Kevin Samuels has, has passed away. It still didn't hit me at that point, right? I kept digging. There just weren't enough legitimate sources. And Melanie King almost closed it for me. But when it really hit me, it was when his mother came forward and says, look, mm-hmm. 
she found out on social media that was heartbreaking to see all the venom she had to read about her son passing away before she could even get the news herself from the family. So that just kind of, last time I felt that way was uh, April 21st, 2016, when my mother sent me a text message, Mark, Prince died. I was like, hmm? Mm -hmm. And then slowly the news just starts to seep in until all of your defenses are broken down and you got enough confirmation to say, damn, this dude just made a video. How can he be gone? That's that's what I remember. It, it was, well, uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, as we get on the one, I, uh, I kind of off on the impact that Samuels had on me after the block gave me the boot. But is there anything in particular for you that, you know, I guess, that void gap, I don't know, what was it kind of uh, that Pied Piper moment maybe with Kevin Samuels for you? Man, it's too many to name. All I can do is just roll up all of those conversations. I, I can't, the, the, the one on Fresh and Fit is the one that sticks out in my mind because his argument was so tight where you saw this woman, it was almost just like, I think she got up and left the room. It was just like, <laughs> it was just too real. It's like, how do you come back from that? And what I'm saying is, we all know that there's something wrong with relationships, but nobody wants to address the reality. It's like, we want to keep putting bandages on this. You know, we're letting all of these leftist politics dominate how we're supposed to see our relationships. And Kevin Samuels, put into words the things that I couldn't find. I'm like, and he's using facts and data to back it up. Like I'm feeling this and this guy becomes the mouthpiece. That's all I can say about it. Well, for me, um, you know, I've, I've, you've kind of walked through this bit of a progress with me of uh, with the black church. And primarily uh, this is something I've spoken about now for probably going on 20 years. We just passed Mother's Day. And I would oftentimes over the years, I realized like why in the world on Mother's Day, women are applauded. But yet on Father's Day, that's when and I've been in church all my life. And on Father's Day, that's when we hear how men need to step up and men need to take responsibility. And, you know, we need to thank God for the women that God bring into our lives. And so that has always rubbed me the wrong way, more so as I got older and certainly when I had my own times of need, the black church, uh, I'll say many in the church, because not just the black church, the white churches have already been compromised as well with feminism mm -hmm. and the indoctrination that that, you know, basically it's, it's now more of a matriarchy. And, and so if anybody knows the tenets of most of the major religions, they are not matriarchies. And so um, let me play this clip real fast, because I think it personifies and this is actually a clip that I did a video on. Uh, one that I did probably a well about a year ago. Um, but this was a, a minister that I still have a lot of respect for, Tony Evans. And if I remember correctly, Kevin Samuels actually had either attended his church or he definitely knew about Tony Evans when he was in the Dallas area. Hmm. And, you know, so I'm sure that that Kevin Samuels would have been rocking with Tony Evans and a lot of things. But Kevin Samuels noticed the exact same thing that I did in the black church. Mm. And that was the black church or I'm going to he said the black church. Or I'm still going to say just even so-called evangelical Christianity as a whole, um, the role that it plays in now supporting women and putting down men. So we're not even talking about on an equal scale. 
-hmm. we're talking about now it is one over the other and something i remind and show my kids all the time but let me just go ahead and play this clip of uh tony evans so everybody can hear what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. fatherlessness dominates our cultural landscape today 40 percent of all children in our country are raised without their biological father in the african-american community 72 percent of children born are born to single parents now fatherlessness comes in many shapes in many forms some are fatherless because they've been abandoned by their father. Their father sired a child that they were not willing to take responsibility for. Other forms of fatherlessness is that the father may be there, but he might as well not be there because he's not accepted the responsibility of fatherhood. And so what we have developed is a generation of young people, children, who are growing up in a fatherless environment, and so they go seeking pseudo-fatherhood. And if the numbers bear out that women are making the And uh, let me stop it there. And so my, my point was, even when I did that video or that audiogram, I did a podcast and I just happened to t- turn it into an audiogram. My point was that it was interesting that Tony Evans put all the responsibility on the fathers and and you know that you can go find that clip uh online and you can go find my show i did that one i think it said january or july of uh 2021 but all the responsibilities went on top of the fathers and if anything kevin samuels flipped it the other way around and that was exactly what my experience was all my life when i sat back and started observing as a man who was a single father i already knew what it was like to fight at the court system when you have to first fight the mom and secondly you have to fight the court in order to be a father in the first place and then you get kevin samuels over and over again having women come on his show and he was the first person to ever ask a question why did you choose to become a single mother because the women would call and then they would say, oh, well, I have a, a, a three-year-old, a five-year-old, and a seven-year-old. He would ask them, so where's the baby, where are your children's father? Well, I left him because, well, I, I left him, or I'm not with him. Well, why aren't you with him anymore? Well, because he was emotionally abusive. So what was he doing that was emotionally abusive? When, again, now some calls are coming back to my mind. One woman I'll never forget, and I don't know, I, I know she wasn't with the guy. I can't say if that was, you know, the kid's father or not, or whatever. But I do know a woman was talking about leaving the guy that she was with because once she suspected he might have been gay because they noticed like a, a construction worker with his pants hanging down. You know how dudes be showing like they crack or whatever doing construction. And he looked a little too long. And she looked at him and he was like looking at the guy. And he was like, how do you, he could have been looking at the dude with a jackhammer or something. Who, why would you even think? And so it was like, she didn't want to be in a relationship. So she started picking up all these, just basically saying crazy things to justify exiting the relationship. And I've seen this happen in the church where women will create and make up reasons on why they need to get out the marriage in order to get a, a, a quote unquote church approved kind of divorce. And so Kevin brought those things to light that I had always been noticing for years. And I'm so appreciative because it was like similar to when I got introduced to a guy named Thabiti Anyabwile, when Thabiti started talking about the racism inside the white churches. And it was like, finally, 
somebody is getting it. And that's kind of what Kevin Samuels was when it was like, okay, I'm not crazy on what I'm observing. I'm noticing a church that's changing with this relationships where it used to be the place that held relationships together. Now it's the one place that tells the man that he needs to give up everything that he is in order for her to be supreme. But there's, of course, one man that is supreme over both of them. And that man isn't God. That man is the pastor. And so uh, Kevin Samuels really, really, I was glad. And that was a void that he definitely filled for me at a time when I desperately needed it. That's that's I'm, I'm glad you broke it down that way because you know I, I left the church years ago, and I know that you know the black church has such a huge influence on the black community as a whole, and uh, those are some videos I would probably need to go and explore more because as I was never really a participant in the black church, that's 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 a that's a piece of the black community that we have to be able to understand in order to heal the rift that we have here. It's you know it's essential. And that's that's the part I can't really speak to, but I'm, I appreciate you breaking that down. Well, I'll quickly throw in and think that I think the thing you can relate to for sure hmm. is the people spiritualizing everything. Hmm. So, you know, and, and you think of, of how many people spiritualize, especially a lot of black women. And I've had some conversations with some where they spiritualize a relationship like. So why are you single? Where the Lord just hasn't sent somebody my way. Yeah. Yeah. What? He, Hey, baby, uh, I'm from the Lord. I mean, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, and I would often bring up the fact of like, well, you had the Lord when you got with the jacktail dude that you was with before. So did the Lord send him your way? You know, you were a Christian then. And so, you know, I'm sure you've run into many of oh, the ladies man. that were spiritualized. You know, God yeah. is going to bring me. And Kevin brought God out of it. He was like, don't bring God into your mess. <laughs> you, know, you made these decisions. God didn't make these decisions for you. <laughs> yeah, I know all about that. I'm surrounded by those type of people in certain atmospheres that I'm certain environments that I'm in. And I, I just I just choose to remain silent when I'm around those people. I'm like, you know. I came to the conclusion, you know, just long ago, like, you know, when people are that way, I let them be like, maybe that's their peace. Maybe that's something that they need to hold on to to just make them get through the next day. That's not my particular journey, but I respect people when, when that's the way that they feel, as long as they don't put me into it too much. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, and I think that's kind of where I'm certainly am definitely at, especially when it comes to relationships, because uh, yeah, I'll leave it there. But yeah, uh, any closing remarks, bro? Right, right. <laughs> any closing remarks, man? As we as we wrap this up, um, I can never know Kevin Samuel's demand. All I can know is the public persona. I and I've said this to you several times over the last week. I hope that his estate keeps those videos up because I think I may have seen three percent of everything that that guy put mm -hmm. online. And there's probably some words of wisdom in those videos that I can probably still learn from. Um, the other thing is, again, if there are people out there who feel like they're hurt because of something Kevin Samuel said, take away the buzzwords, take away the shock value, okay? Replace that with something else and listen to his message and tell me, did you not get anything out of that? Um, when I heard Vivica Fox a few days ago, I was just, I was completely done. When she had the nerve to go on the, what it was at Fox Soul talking about, 
oh, that's karma coming back to get Kevin Samuels for all of that stuff that he did. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me? Well, I, I mean, how many politicians can we use? I mean, I could just say like George H.W. Bush. That dude was a demon incarnated in human skin. If you know the history of George H.W. Bush and this dude lived, I think, into his 90s, where's the karma there if you really believe mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. All I'm asking for people is, I, I, I'm not expecting everybody to become a fan of Kevin Samuels, but what I'm saying is, if you take away the shock value of the things that he would say, and people have said things to me sometimes that were a bit shocking, that were a bit harsh, but after I got past the shock and I consumed the message, I said, damn, they're trying to tell me something that maybe I can be learning. Apply that to Kevin Samuels and, and see if you get something from his message. I like that. I like that. Then I, I won't steal yours because, you know, that's definitely what I would have said as well. Okay. Um, I, I would jump on kind of what I said in the previous show with Sheila. And that is, um, I think that I would encourage women to not be offended by Kevin Samuels as well, but realize that while you may say you don't want a man that listens to Kevin Samuels, realize that in your choices and mating selections, you actually do want a man that listens to Kevin Samuels and admit that. And so many of the ladies that may be watching this show may have sons. Look at Kevin Samuels early videos and and tell me, wouldn't you like to have that father figure? I mean, I think when you talked about my man rocking his gray, I think he started embracing that godfather uh, label that had been placed on him. So it was a case where he took that on. And I think a lot of men in that one show where he was talking about uh, things your father should have told you. um, that, That show is a great example that ladies, this guy was teaching men how to be better men and no one listened to him. Because why? Kevin Samuels at one time was sounding just like Tony Evans and all the other black preachers. So that ain't nothing new. All right. So he's just another dude on the internet getting on black men. (laughs) We hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. But when he started getting on black women, of course, things change. So Mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, I would hope going forward that people would listen to him with their logical minds. And now that he's gone, maybe it's easier to take the emotion out of it and just ask yourself, was what this man saying true and correct? And will more men be better off following his advice? And would, if a woman is, is looking at this, would me as a woman be better off following this man's advice if I'm trying to get what I want in the end? Because again, no matter how you feel about it, your feelings don't get results. They do not get results. No matter how much I may feel about, about being on stage in a bodybuilding contest, it does not get results when that alarm clock goes off in the morning. I got to get up and train that how I feel about it is irrelevant. And so um, that's what I would encourage. And I say this as a man with two daughters who I never had a problem putting on Kevin Samuels in front of them Mm. because Mm. I wanted them to see that this is the kind of guy, what he is telling you, you might not think you're going to be there at 19, 20, because you think a 30 year old woman is old, <laughs> you know, and, and because I know even my daughters think, oh, I got time. I got time. Oh, that's you know, 30, ugh, 30 years. Oh, da, da. You know, I remember telling my daughter who just turned 21. I told her, I was like, you know what? You know, as you get older, you may start considering a guy that may be like 30, 35 years old. She was like, 30, 35 years old. That's old. And it was like, you don't understand the game. The dad is trying to lay down on you. Yeah. You don't get it. Um, so 
um, I hope women would do that going forward. And I'm glad, like you said, there are some. Unfortunately, those are the type of ladies. Unfortunately, those ladies are getting shouted down. And let me add this, because I think you probably feel the same way. Hmm. Pavilka Fox, D.O. Hughley, Roland Martin. I'm a nobody, but I am a consumer. Hmm. And I am not going to forget as a consumer of the product that you're selling. Hmm. I am not going to forget how you acted with this dude. Because I told you earlier, even for guys out there, I don't trust a guy. That's a simp for women because he will sell me out in a minute for a woman, because as soon as he, a woman doesn't like what he's doing, he'll backstab me just to go ahead and get with her. And so exactly. So I see Dio Hughley being that way. I see Roland Martin. And if they sell me out so easily over something another black man is saying, what are they going to do with the white power establishment that says we need you to go over there and make sure all those people vote Democrat? We need you. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Roland Martin already got in trouble for that. My bad. Um, <laughs> we need you to go ahead and tell some falsities about such and such because, you know, and then they then they send, you know, some pretty little lady over their way. And the next thing you know, they up there, you know, let's just say giving us the sob story what we should do just because they're trying to get with Jane Smith. Um, so I, I can't trust you. I can't I can't trust guys that that don't have a good reason. I'm not saying Kevin Samuel's message is going to resonate with everyone. Of course not. As I said last show, I don't even agree with everything my mama say. I like what Dr. Johnson say. I don't even agree with everything I said. I may change my opinion about something I said last week. So that's no big deal. But there has to be a feeling. There has to be a reason beyond my feelings about it. And I can't trust any dude that's all up in his feelings like that. So I'm not going to forget about as a consumer for Roland and DL and many other celebrities that feel like now's the time to go ahead and, and, and talk junk when my man gone, but I bet you wouldn't have debated him when he was around. Oh man. He did shoot him up. Oh, <laughs> I would have, now I would have bought that pay-per-view. I'm, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How many people are like living off of this man now I'm seeing people repost his videos and taking, man, it's, it's, it's tragic, man. It's still kind of unbelievable. Like, it's almost like people like that, it, it, it's hard to say. It's almost like, okay, this person was sitting here to do the mission. The mission is done. He's gone. That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of how they hit me because I'm saying, how did this guy die at the pinnacle of his success? Yeah. That is so, it's almost like something made for a documentary or a movie or something, you know, for somebody to be here, blow up like that. And then bam, they just gone. And I heard people are beginning to call around to create documentaries. So we know the first ones are probably going to be janky, but yeah. hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully I, I, something will come from it. I just hope that if there's everything, if there's anything told about his story, I hope it comes from his inner circle from people who yes. knew him. Because yes. we didn't, we only knew Kevin Samuels, the public figure, but I'm quite sure the inner person was even more complex and more compelling or as compelling as the public figure that we knew. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and with that, let me, I'll close with this thought too. We have to remember, man, this dude was just a regular cat like us. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that most people forget about this. This isn't someone that went to Hollywood, was grooming himself to become some celebrity or anything like that. This dude was just somebody who just has a microphone like I do, like you do. And all of a sudden, a whole bunch of people started watching this video. Like, I got a video on my channel right now. It's almost at, you know, five figures in the views. And I'm like, of all videos that that's getting that much attention, mm. this one 
if that becomes something that pops off, I'm still me. And then I have to grow into that new people want to talk to you status types of things. And that's what we, we were growing right along with Kevin. So he wasn't going to have everything right and exact. Of course not. So now I'm even, I give him even more props of the changes that he made with his appearance, his back, uh, backdrops. I mean, I know they said that dude, man, he was always on the go. He drank those red bulls. And, you know, I will say, uh, this is not medical advice, but for those out there like, Oh, it was a red bulls. It probably killed him. <laughs> Uh, you probably drink four or five, six cups of coffee every day. Your coffee is hitting you a lot worse than those Red Bulls. Oh. But, um, but you know, I could see that dude having to take it, but how much he was actually working. Um, and so he was just an average Joe. And I think it may be some things, like you said, we don't know the private private uh, Kevin Samuels, but he was probably just an average dude like the rest of us trying yeah. to figure out what am I going to do with all this newfound money and fame. And, yeah. and But he was smart enough. He was handling it the right way because the dude didn't do what you and I talked about a long time ago. Man, I hope that brother don't sell out. I hope that brother don't get some talk show, you know. (laughs) And you called this. I think I was still in still out of the country when you brought that up. Like it's a possibility that they're gonna try and bring, you know, put this carrot in front of him and get him to cross over. All I can think about right now is what might have been his next step, you know, because I think Mm -hmm. that was just what we saw was really just the beginning. You know, I, I still wonder how much more he had, what more what evolution he would have made with this newfound fame that he had, but you know, that's the way it goes. We'll never know. Yep. All right, man, let's go ahead and close. I know it's definitely late. Yo hours uh, or at your hour, shall I say Um, anything you want to, to leave people follow you, social media contacts, where can they find you get more about you? If you want to leave anything. Oh man. Well, you know, I've, uh, I've pulled away from the blogging world for an extended period, but you know, I used to blog at blackbrazildoday.com. It's not, I haven't updated that blog in about four months, but I'm working on something in my new career and you'll definitely be hearing from me real soon. Oh, man, you, you're going you're gonna to come debut and talk about on the Black Prospector show, right? Right, right, right. You might get the exclusive. Oh, you might get the exclusive. Oh, yeah. man, what an honor, brother. Nobody's been on my show more than you. Thank you. That'd be when cool. I'm, yeah, when I'm ready to really go public, because I'm still kind of under wraps right now, but you will be hearing about it. Oh, man. All right, Mr. Secret, Secret looking out. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, y'all. Again, thank you all for joining us. And, and I'll say Brother Mark has, has schooled me. He got on me. So uh, I'm going to correct what I do because I don't want to offend people like him. If you stuck with us this far, you know what I'm about to say now. If you stuck with us this far, please like and subscribe to the channel and like the video. <laughs> I'm going to give you that one. <clears throat> it's at the end of the video. I, I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. So, so, you know, I didn't ask at the beginning because this brother said he hate when people ask for a like. He hasn't even heard what the video's about yet. So I'm going to try to change my game and improve instead of being like everybody else and ask for the like up front. I just don't want y'all to forget. If you've been stuck with us, you like the content, like, subscribe. I keep hearing bang the notification bell. That's what people say. I'm Okay, feel free. I don't really do live videos, not yet anyways. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, feel free like and subscribe and uh we're going to continue these conversations because um you know as we talked about kevin samuels has kind of given me a new charge on uh what to go out here and doing for these black men so you know again we're all about men being fit free 
over 40. That's the target demographic that I'm going for. And that's definitely the target that Kevin Samuels was in and that he resonated with. So with that, y'all, I want to thank y'all for joining us on the Black Prospector Show. We'll be sure to get at you. Y'all be easy. I'll let you later. And thanks, Mark. Appreciate it as always, brother. All right, man. Peace. We'll do it again. Peace.